Thank God it didn't end on a cliffhanger. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> this is Mommy Dearest on Stinger Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness. This is the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me again are Sam and Jackie. How I'm, I like, I, I want to just, how are you guys feeling today? You know, it's all right, I guess. I just want to thank all of my fans, all of them, because without you, none of this would be possible. Oh, okay. Well, I was going with, I am really fucking hungover. I do not feel good. I kind of don't want to do this podcast right now. Oh, well, that's oh. enthusiastic for the listening audience. It is. I hope that they're not as hungover as I am. Because if they're as hungover as I am, they're probably not listening to the podcast. So they got that going for them. You know, it's pretty hard to like be in your car and drive to work. Well, I guess people do it. They go to work hungover all the time. When I was younger, it wasn't such a problem. <laughs> but now that I'm older, it's like, oh, well, I got to go to work in two days. So I got to. I got to slow my roll a little bit. Yeah. Do you think that's why like booze in the office, like back in the day, even like mommy dearest drinking all the goddamn time was just to not be hung over. Oh, I think so. A little bit of hair of the dog. I got to have some in my coffee right now. Uh, This day's not going to work out if I don't. I think most people are just better at their job drunk. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a good opinion. I have seen uh, people high on the job and some of those people do a much better job while stoned out of their gourds than if they were not. Well, I imagine in the world of customer service, yeah, that's being a, stoned would be pretty awesome. A perfect example. Because you just would not give a shit. And right. then if they were mean to you, you'd just start laughing because everything is funny. Is it plugged in? Yeah. Okay. Well, next thing. Well, we went to the gas station at that one point, and there was the lady there that was so pleasant. And mm-hmm. the only reason that she was pleasant is because she was so stoned. Her eyes were completely red and droopy-faced and was very fine to serve us whatever we were getting at the gas station. Yeah, it was just yeah, beer and smokes, and then you could tell her a joke, and she'd laugh at it because she was loaded. Right, exactly. Now, some people are just better that way. Uh, Joan Crawford, I don't think, was one of those people, at least as portrayed in the film Mommy Dearest. I think at the tail end, it must have been harder, but I feel like they really kind of handled her drinking with the kid gloves in this movie, having read about it a little bit. She, uh... She was a heavy drinker. Okay. So I think that there was probably a certain amount of the front end of her career where she was drunk on set, mm-hmm. but so was the director and everybody else. So, true, uh, true. the hell with it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. From this movie, it kind of gave me the impression that uh, she didn't start drinking until those kids got a little older and started getting sassy. And, and she's uh, like, fuck you. I got a drink to take care of this. They were old enough to bring them drinks or bring her drinks. Like, yeah. Here's your entire glass of vodka, mommy. Enjoy the bang guy, Uncle Bang Dude. Who's this guy? Which one? Exactly. Which Uncle Bang Dude? It's just a revolving door of Uncle Bang Dudes. They also uh, glossed over the fact that there was a lot of ants as well. They didn't They didn't really put that in. Like fire ants, wasp ants. Like uncles and ants. Oh, aunties. Aunties, yes. Yeah. There was, uh, you know, old uh, Joan Crawford liked them both. Ah, door opens in both directions. Playing both sides of the field. Not sure if that's a saying. Yours is definitely a saying. I'm not sure if playing or opening doors. 
Dutch door. Again, I'm hungover. A Dutch door vagina. First he fucks me, right? then he fucks you. That's not how that works. Yeah. Revolving spin door. Uh, yeah, so Bobby Dearest, Joan Crawford's, or Christina Crawford's biography movie adaptation of her and her mother's relationship for somewhat. I'd be interested after watching this to learn more about Joan Crawford. She strikes me as just a hot mess that I would probably enjoy reading about. <laughs> See, I just don't think it's that interesting because there are so many people from that era that were hot messes. There, you just open a chapter to any book about that time in film in L.A. and everybody was fucking daffy. Everybody in L.A. right now is fucking daffy. It's just that's L.A. Hollywood being an actor. John, Tom Cruise. He's in, he's nuts. I hate Tom Cruise. But yes. did he send his kids to boarding school? Uh, I think he did something even worse. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just throw this out of there. I didn't like this movie. I didn't hate it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed her going nuts. Mm-hmm. There's way too much of not that. Right. There's just a bunch of nothing in this movie, and that's one of the weak points. Uh but I didn't hate it. I love this movie. Okay, I want to go ahead and let's. let's I, I know why. I can see why he doesn't like it. Why do you like it so much? What, what's, what is there in this thing that. Yeah. It's just the human condition of. Oh, what? It's just looking through the eyes of somebody who's completely fucked up that thinks that they're justified in what they're doing. And she was living a lifestyle in her mind and she was doing what she did best, right? Which was be an actress, be on public display. Her kids were part of it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I think that the mental breakdowns in the movie and how she lashes out when things don't work out for her. I just found it compelling and interesting. Huh? And so I liked it. Okay. All right. Well, it's, uh, do you think it's a good movie? A well-made movie? Yes. Wow. I, I honestly think that Joan, uh, wait, what's Faye Dunaway? Dunaway. Yeah. I, I just really felt like, I don't know. I don't understand why everybody thinks that that's, that she did such a poor job for this role. I think that she really embraced the, I'm fucking having a mental breakdown because you can't look at what she's doing on screen without laughing at it. Yes. It's outlandish. I it's, don't see it. It's a caricature of acting, Jackie. It's a joke. It's a high school theater performance. Oh, I don't think they go all. You don't go all, and it's like the whole thing. You don't go full retard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you don't. She went over the line, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not like oh, this is local dinner theater. It's like she crossed the uncrossable line, went too hard, and it's a fucking train wreck. It's a train wreck. The storytelling is awful. Characters show up, disappear. The brother fucks off for three quarters of the goddamn movie and isn't even mentioned. Yeah, like where he's at. What what is his deal? What's going on there, bud? And the editing, the pacing, time changes without any sort of transitioning of like, this is now this much time later. You have no idea until you're like, wait, so 10 years just went by? I, huh, okay. What happened then? Like the whole convent business. She gets sent, Christina gets sent to the convent and then... Two shots later, she's done with the convent. That's not storytelling. That's fucking it up. I don't know that 
if you really get to the bare level, even with the odd pace of it, if you have a point A and a point B, it helps. I don't really feel like there was a point A and a point B to this movie. I, I imagine that the the story or the uh, biography uh, that she wrote about herself and her mom, point A is getting adopted and point B is her dying. Uh-huh. We went, we started before and we ended after. So the movie didn't even really know where it was going. So how is it going to do a good job getting there? Because it's like, you got to figure out what you're about here. And the narrative transitions... It's sometimes told from the eyes of Joan Crawford. Sometimes it's from Christina and it's, but the narrative is being told as if Christina is taking part in these events where she's not even fucking in the movie. So it is bad. It is a bad movie. I am with Sam. My first question, this was this one worst picture of the decade. Is it? No. What else has it got? You know, I actually have a problem with that because I feel like, uh, Frank Perry doesn't get the Razzie. He's the only one that doesn't get it for this. And it goes to Correct. Michael Cimino uh-huh. for Heaven's Gate, which is the worst movie. Uh, Heaven's Gate is one of the worst movies mm-hmm. ever fucking made. Sure. I don't think this really even enters into that class. I at wouldn't all. even nominate it. No. I don't think it's even close to that bad. It is not good. But we're talking about over the top. We're talking about Xanadu. We're talking about Can't Stop the Music. Those movies were made by inept people. Yes. This had some things that it did well. Well, they shot the crap out of it, except for a couple of missed focus spots. Yeah. They, they dropped a couple shots. But other than that, I mean, every time they shoot her coming down the stairs, it looks fairly majestic. Those are good shots. Set design is good. And apparently done very economically. That was one of the guys was bragging yeah. that they uh, put that the house was done out of old just crap they found around Paramount, and they did it for like two hundred grand or something like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't honestly think that the uh, the directing wasn't anything to be proud of, but it wasn't bad. Uh, it just really Razzies. You started your entire fucking thing on can't stop the music. Yeah, how do you stack that up against this and say that this is the worst of the decade? It's not jazzy. It's not exciting. There's no explosions or boobies. But dude, not even a fucking contest. And maybe Joan Crawford was still a big. I mean, she dies in '77, so maybe her footprint was still that big at that point that this should have been a great thing. So its failure has more of a ripple effect in in to those who were sort of more reticent of that era. Mm-hmm. Could be, could be. Uh, I want to also address one thing. Uh, it's you're a wrong idiot. Ah, um, we're all guilty of this pretty much every episode right uh on our supergirl episode sure uh i posed the question has fate done away and done anything good i forgot to say chinatown right then we're all idiots chinatown yeah bonnie and clyde i i said bonnie and clyde you said isn't there some movie with warren Beatty where they're like i thought bonnie I and clyde it's called bonnie yeah and clyde. it's called bonnie and clyde uh and fucking network oh yeah network she really has good. got a series of incredibly good movies some of the best movies ever made she's been in. So there we go. I want to address that. We should have. Duh, you dummies. Yeah. And Mommy Dearest. Uh, no. No, no, that's not one of them. Not one of them. I don't see, understand how you guys can just be so dead set against this movie. I Because it's completely yes, mess. There's some parts where you're like, wow, that kid got real old real fast. But I think that's how you're supposed to, or to figure out that time has gone by. The one kid ages and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
the son ages, Christopher ages four times while they use the same actress for Christina. That little girl looked like an alien. So I looked up some pictures. Uh, good job casting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Christina Crawford, you're saying, is a mutant? Uh, she's not the prettiest woman I've ever seen. I don't like to rake people over the coals for their looks, but uh, as a child, say, she was good enough looking to do some acting later in life, but she kind of looked like a mongoloid as a child. She's got the face of Ron Perlman. Sort of. Okay. She had a big forehead. Yeah. Yeah. No offense, Christina. You know, yes. it seems like you had a pretty fucked up life, but, uh, you know, when, uh, you're, when you're being compared to the cat man from beauty and the beast <laughs> 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 and when we're remarking throughout the entirety of this thing, like, Hey, that's Harpo Marx on screen. Yeah, How uh, do you get in this film? Yeah. You killed my, I was going to save that. I was going to use that at the end, but I'll use it anyway. Uh, they got more Harpo Marx jokes. And I've got another one when we get to her, her first on scene, uh, appearance of Diana Scarwin, who plays the older mm-hmm. version who of Christina. Won, I've got another who won the Razzie best or worst supporting actor, and she had to work hard to beat the the lady that played the assistant. Yeah, I think it's just screen time that's yeah. always going to trump. And also, I think that when they do the age effect with poorly, because I think hair did okay, but makeup didn't do so good. Uh, when she's doing really bad, trying to act old, I think a lot of it is she just has to be rigid because if she moves. Too much, all of that will just fall off. Yeah. No, the makeup was terrible in this film. Her dead face, uh boy, oy, 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 oy. like it was. They just dumped powder on her, and that signified that she's dead and old as well. She didn't age. They just tossed some fucking foundation on her. Hey, now you're old. The cheapest foundation they could find. It looks shitty. Yeah. No, and she looked like the fifty. 50- Mid fifties, Joan Crawford through the whole movie. So mm-hmm. they did a bad job with yeah. that. The age progression was not it. Yeah, uh, her the hanger scene, which we will. I want. I want to delve into that pretty hard, but I do want to mention her butterface, the face cream. You whether people did that or not, where you just have man yogurt on your face, <laughs> basically, you don't do it in a film because it looks goddamn terrible. You would have thought that they would have done like the green face thing. Green face you can do. You can't do Noxzema face. Slung snot on somebody's face and be like, we're going to take you seriously right now. Huh? It looked like a glazed donut. Yeah. Yeah. That was coming flaking off. Yeah, it was flaking off. And from shot to shot, that was another thing with the editing, which I think that when you see a picture like this where they lose a couple shots where they're out of focus, Mm -hmm. the editor probably doesn't have a lot to work with. They didn't get good coverage, but... So from shot to shot, there's like more and less of it on her face, uh, and it, it doesn't like fall off in progression of how the scene moves along where she's freaking out. Like sometimes there's just more of it on, and sometimes mm-hmm. there's less. Same with uh, Christina's hair yes. during the haircut scene; it, it changes in length from shot to shot. There's a sequence where a guy has a drink tossed on him, Uncle Greg. And sometimes his shirt's a little drier, and sometimes it's really wet. The continuity errors are a plenty in this one. Last of the Mohican Steve Forrest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the first uh, Hawk one. What is his name? Hawk Moon? Hawkwind. Hawkwind. Space Space is Doc. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet, actually. There's three people that got that. Yeah, they made for TV movie of, of it that happened several years, probably 10 years before the Daniel Day-Lewis. He got to play that I, same part. I did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was also in the TV series SWAT 
And he's been like a tough cop on TV for you know a bunch of times. Sure, I could see him being a tough cop. Uh, he also won the Razzie. He should have because I was against it for a while, but then when they have their big scene where they're they're finished as a, as a couple, I guess if you can call it that, he just sort of goes. Yeah, he mumbles. He turns into a giant mumbler, and I'm like, okay, I don't understand what he's saying. I at think all. he's trying to like. Damn you. Damn you. He's doing his best Heston, but he can't enunciate it. And the the last time you see him, he just, I can't do it because it's an audio program because he doesn't make any sound. <laughs> he just moves his face around a bunch and then leaves. And you're like, okay, was he, did he, was he supposed to say something there? Hmm. And it just, they couldn't get it. So they gave up and I guess we don't see that guy anymore. He's not in this film. Yeah, he got. He was doing okay as a normal actor, and then, oh. Uncle Bangreg is no more. <laughs> Uncle Bangreg nails the Razzie in the one scene. <laughs> All right, let's get into this thing. So, I already, like, right out of the gate, I'm scratching my head about this, because Joan Crawford wakes up in a bed. The bed has just been made, and I, again, bad filmmaking. It None of the bed is is ruffled. It's... Here, we made this bed. Get in it, Faye Dunaway. And rolling. It does not look slept in at all. You know, she was so drunk, she didn't move at all. Uh, It could be. Yeah. So she gets up, and she gets out of bed, and she goes into the bathroom and pulls a bowl of ice out of the vanity. She seemed to have uh, chilled cupboards all over the house because there was a wet bar in the living room that had an ice box in it, too. Okay. Yeah, wet bar, sure. A bathroom vanity? Why not? With just a bowl of ice in it. Well, I think that it's a freaking fridge down there. Huh. It looks like it's pretty ritualistic what she does every morning. She wakes yeah. up oh. at four. I mean, she, and on the couple of so- shots, you see her with the, the bandages and stuff on her head to mm-hmm, keep her mm-hmm. chin up and or know, her face lifted. From the head injury where she fell down the stairs drunk the night before. Could be that too. I'm going to go just trying to keep <laughs> her face up. Um, but, you know, she pours the alcohol into the ice and then she scrubs the shit out of herself with a. Uh-huh. Potato brush. Yeah. She's got some OCD for sure. And this is before, and I was writing like, as it's happening, just get in the shower if you want to be that clean. You're half-assing the clean, even though you're OCD. No, no, this is what she does before she gets in the shower. Because mm-hmm. they, they nipped me right off. Or, hey, we don't even know if she got in the shower. She did. She turned on all she turned three it on. And walked in. You see her walk in. Uh, Either way, she. I'm assuming she takes a shower. I just don't get the, uh, the ice it's like she just takes off a layer of her skin uh, with the really steaming hot water, mm-hmm. and then she puts her face in the alcoholic ice to close all of her pores down to make her Ooh. pores small. Mm, interesting. And to keep your keep the dead skin and stuff off of your hands and uh, and from your fingernails and stuff looking nice. So it's the the hot opens everything up, and you can flake away all the dead skin with that potato brush thing, and then you get into the ice and the alcohol, and it actually goes in and closes down your pores. This does not sound like a healthy plan. It stings like hell. Huh. After I, I, I saw this movie, I actually tried that. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. And, okay, but I didn't have that potato brush thing. I uh. just I just had a wash rag. <laughs> so you used a potato peeler. Just had some steel wool and some acetate. Yeah, so I, I got myself a little bowl of ice, and I put some alcohol in it, and I I got a wash rag, because, like I said, I was a kid, so I couldn't, you know, it's like I can't really go to the store and buy the potato fancy thing that she had. But you have access to booze. It's just distilled alcohol. Oh, distilled. You mean uh, rubbing alcohol? Yeah, it's just rubbing alcohol. Isopropyl. Yeah, so I got all this stuff ready, and it burned. It burned like hell. I never did it again, and I was like, 
I don't see how she could have done that every morning. That would hurt like hell. So she gets up. She's gone. She's going to work. It's 4 a.m. in the morning. She's heading to the studio. She's a hard worker, this one. Yeah. I guess. She's still... It starts out... I mean, the film is basically at the height of her career. It starts... That's. It's not... No yes. introduction to like, oh, she's going to make it in the she's film business. She's a starlet. She's already a star. Yeah. Uh, Man Who Shot Liberty Valance has already been done. Stuff like that. She's neurotic, though. She's got uh, a maid, but she does her own cleaning. Kind of. We got to talk about the reveal. Because she goes to the studio oh, boy, and then yeah. gets the makeup. And you can't skip this because... She turns and it's like, oh, now you get to see glam, glam as Joan Crawford. And I wanted to, I wanted to borrow from Bob Peck in Jurassic Park and just go, shoot <laughs> She was hideous. She looks awful. Yeah. Those oh, eyebrows, man. Yeah, because they were doing the makeup for Ice Follies. Excuse me, Ice Follies. That's the movie that she was shooting at the time. Was Ice Follies? Oh, and that requires tattooed eyebrows. That was her signature look, was yeah. the eyebrows. Dude, they did that for, though. It, it wasn't just her. But yeah, in person, a lot of these, you, you don't want to. Hey, 1930, fuck off. Your <laughs> eyebrows are stupid. Looks good in the black and white photos. I, no, I don't Yuck. know, man. Those people look like fucking clowns to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it was, I'm, I'm going to agree with Sam. When, when she pops up out of that chair, when she's ready to go out and do the ice skate follies. Whoa, holy shit. And she's already hammy because her line is, Let's do it. Ugh. And it's so fucking outrageously high drama, jazz hands. Ooh. Well, apparently, though, she, you know, I, I think that this film did an okay job showing that she was a very meticulous person. Okay. And she wanted things to be a certain way. And she, she had had to, you know, they keep repeating it. She worked hard to get where she was. She was a shop girl that made it in Hollywood. Uh, and she just... <laughs> You know, the listeners made, can't see you doing made, the blowjob uh, look. She made it the same way Nancy Reagan did. Nancy Reagan didn't really make it into the pictures. She just made it under the desk a lot. <laughs> one dick at a time. Uh, well, maybe not one dick at a time. <laughs> Can you fit in there, Nancy? I don't think just, that that's very nice, God Justin. Rest her soul. Hey, Ronald Reagan said it. If, if, quote, unquote, the greatest president that's ever lived, if you're a white conservative... Uh, said it about his own wife, then it must be true. She can suck the chrome off of a... Toe hitch? Toe hitch, yeah. Yeah. I still don't think that we should assume that she was a slutty McSlutterson in Hollywood. I'm not assuming. These are printed words that that I read about. Damn! From the horse's mouth. I don't know, she's just such a nice old lady with the white hair. You can be good at blowjobs and be nice. You don't have to be a raging basket asshole to... Suck a dick good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. She just doesn't seem like a dick sucker lady to me. But okay. whatever. I mean, if it's true, it's true. Dick sucker lady. <laughs> She's the first dick sucker lady. Damn you. That's right. What is a dick sucker lady? Like, who, who is that, Jackie? They have dick suckers disease. And their oh. lips have this just, just this perma circle going on. <laughs> you know, they're slightly outpuckered. You know what? Just look it up on dick sucker <laughs> disease, and it just kind of makes us... It's like a fish mouth. Huh. Okay. Dick sucker disease. So she's got this bang guy named Uncle Greg, who isn't introduced as her boyfriend or romantic interest to Christina at all at any point. She, he's just Uncle Greg throughout the film, even though he's bang guy, number one. He's a lawyer. 
he's like a uh, film studio lawyer, I think. He's, I yeah, he's supposed to be MGM's top lawyer. And so they go for like this walk on the beach, and out of nowhere, she's like, I want a baby. No, that's not true. She gives gifts to the orphanage every year, and one of the little girls turns around and, and smiles at her, and she's like, I need one of those. Yeah. So because I kind of think maybe she- accessory. Yeah, exactly. I think she might have been an accessory lady. It's a purse dog. I mean, look at all the clothes and shit that she had in, in those shots, like the closets and like a whole room dedicated to shoes. Like, yeah. she's an accessory lady, and she wanted a baby as an accessory. I need one of those on my hip. It'll look great with my watch. So she wants to adopt. And Uncle Bang Greg is like, fuck, no. Nobody's going to give you a kid, lady. You're, you're shithouse crazy. You've been divorced two times. You live a hard lifestyle. You're a heavy drinker. Uh, not going to happen. Sorry, bud. So what do you do if you can't get a baby? Adopt one. You buy one from the Tennessee Children's Society home. You just go and fucking kife one. Buy, well, they steal the You buy it from them. Yeah, well. You're a third party, so yeah. like technically, you don't ask any she questions. She probably didn't know that the babies were stolen. She didn't, but I'm pretty sure Uncle Greg Bang Greg does. I don't know. That's the thing with this. Uh, the scandal involving all of the stolen babies was that you have to be pretty good at hiding the fact that they're stolen to keep it going for so long. Because she kept it going for like 30 years. Before how they how do you not her. question that? Like, where are you getting these babies from? Don't worry about that. You yeah, know, it I, was the 30s. Unwed mothers. People that make mistakes, the poor. That's where a lot of it was. Sometimes she would straight up kidnap them. Sometimes she would just pressure people into uh, giving their baby up, uh, like blackmail, basically. But the the long and the short of it was is that there's an innumerable amount of children that were stolen. And that sometimes she'd just get these kids and they were undesirable, so she would sell them into, like, to farmers for labor. So Just when when did that terrible when did that uh, the lid get blown off of that? Do you know? uh, forty years after it happened? Forty years after the woman died, it, it happened on sixty minutes in nineteen ninety one was when they finally were like, "Oh shit, that fucking sucks." So there's a good chance that at the time that she wrote this book, Christina Crawford had no idea that she was a stolen baby. Yeah, it could be that her. Because they don't talk about that at all. Poor mother and father are going, hey, where'd that baby go? Yeah. Have you seen the baby? Huh. I haven't seen the baby. Did you leave it in the car? No. no. And the, there's a sort of, there's records that Christina and the two younger of Joan Crawford's kids did come from the Tennessee Children's Home Society. No one really knows where Christopher came from. Hmm. So maybe she actually stole him. Who yeah. knows? Knife. Or gunpoint. Give me that baby. I don't know. She had fans, though, and she was like, look, fans, I'm looking for a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. Throw Somebody him my way. Chuck him. Chuck him at me. I want your baby. I, I'm, I think that weirder things have happened. I think that weirder things are going to happen in this mm. film. Uh, so, yeah, Christina shows up. I love her. She's wonderful. She's a baby. And then all of a sudden, she's like seven years old. It's her first birthday. It's her birthday party. And uh, Christopher's a baby at this point. Yeah, she's got a she's got another baby. She's getting babies. One's not good enough for her. She's yeah. got to have all the babies. But it's important to note that he's a baby because he's going to start changing ages, and she's <laughs> Christina's not. She's going to stay Next the same. Scene, he's going to have pubes. Yeah. Uh, we should really bring up the way that Joan Crawford looks in this scene with her poof dress. <laughs> her daughter and her both have the matching dresses and hats, and it's a photo op. There's, um, I mean, they rented a carnival. Like Billy Madison's 
congratulations, she passed the first grade. Right. And there's some GIs behind her. Uh-huh. And the, I don't know where all these other, like, neighborhood kids came from, but there's other kids there, and they're uh-huh. all on horses and on a mar- She's on the merry-go-round. This freaked me out a little bit. So Joan Crawford is on the merry-go-round, on a little kid's merry-go-round. Like, there's no horse that's big enough for her. Right. But she's on there anyway, and you can't even see what she's riding on because her dress is so damn big. And she's just kind of leaning on to it. Like, just hold on to the pole. Like, if I let go of this pole, I'm so fucking going down. <laughs> like, you almost are a little worried about her safety at that point. I look at her at this point without knowing anything about the character, and I say, that woman's nuts. Yep. She is fucking daffy. If this, if this is a photo op, even in 1930, I'm going to look at those pictures and be like, well, boy. We got, a, we got a live one here, boys. This one needs to go to the bin right now. Send the guys with the white coats. She's she's fucking crazy. She's absolutely nuts. She's got, I, I'm going to knife somebody eyeballs. You remember that lady that drove across the fucking country, ran away from her wedding a couple years ago, disappeared? Julia Roberts. No, no, no. Uh, oh, Smokey was, the Bandit. She said she got kidnapped, but she just ran away from her wedding. You remember? Nothing. It wasn't she, Sally Fields? She had fucking crazy eyes. And Joe Crawford might have had the similar look in this film. She's nuts. You can tell she's, she's crazy. Nuts. So the kid gets these presents, but she can't keep them. She can only keep one because I guess they're going to donate them all to the orphan. Orphans, yeah. So why even give her anything? I don't know. Just give it to the orphans. Sorry. Sorry for fucking up your goddamn birthday. Yeah, this seemed very odd to me. And as a kid, even as an adult, if, if I had a birthday party and then Justin was like, well, you can only keep one gift, and then we got to give the rest to the goodwill. Fuck no, you're not taking my fucking presents. You can't do that. That's fucking weird. It's not, it is. It's not just fucking weird to the person who you're taking stuff from. If you gave somebody something, like, I worked really hard and got you this. I thought really long, and I, I, I wanted to have meaning to you. Oh, well, I can't keep it. It's got to go to the orphans. Well, that Fuck ha- you, Joel Crawford! That's what happens in the movie, is Uncle Greg Steve... Shows up and he's got a bracelet and he thought hard about it. He's like, "Well, I'll hold on to it until you're allowed to keep it." And so she gives. She's like, "All right, I'll I'll cave. You can this keep two one. presents." Blech. What a bitch! And then they're diving, the diving scene and swimming, swimming and diving. Yeah, she got to practice her diving. She's got to be the best at diving and swimming and swimming. You you can't win the competitions if you don't practice. So she's gonna because diving's really not like. It's not a skill you're going to go out and get a job with. You pretty much got one path. Diving. Diving. Diving is the Circus. end. So does she have to be good at like skeet shooting too? Marbles? <laughs> yeah, what the stuff that they left out of this movie. Like everything? Curling. Yeah. <laughs> Just other obscure sports. <laughs> Downhill jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the best croquet player I've ever seen. <laughs> you can be good at that? I thought it was just a backyard game. Well, she has to be. She's got to be, damn it. <laughs> Ladder ball. It's fucking stupid, man. This woman is insane. But it's it's not good enough because Joan Crawford beats her. She's faster at her than swimming. How are you supposed to get any good if you can't beat me? And then tells her that she'll always be faster. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm bigger than you, and I'm faster than you, and the world is not fair. Tough shit for you. And the kid's like, well, then I'm not going to play with you anymore. And she's like, oh, yes, you are. And just to make it a point, now that I've kicked your ass twice in the pool, 
uh, swimming around. Now I'm going to lock your ass in the uh, cabana. It was like the sauna room. Like, you got to spend the night out here, bud. I think it was actually shot poorly because it was supposed to be like a closet or something. Mm -hmm. But you can clearly see that it's just the inside of the house. Yeah. Like, she just pushes her in there. and There's like wide open spaces like, now you have to go in here. I was already going in there. (laughs) (laughs) Next day, we got Joan. Well, who knows what day it is, but we got Joan running. Oh, this is. So this is the point where. I have now decided that Faye Dunaway has never run in her life. Okay. If you want to go camping, always go camping with Faye Dunaway. (laughs) Because if there's a bear, she's going to be the one that gets eaten. And the bear is going to be slightly startled to see her run. And he's going to be like, what is that? So he's going to stop for a second and watch the run before he charges her down. There is a chance that the bear will be sporting and just pass her. And then you'll be like, oh, shit. And he's like, that's not fair, you guys. Yeah. You, I'm going to eat one of you. That is that, clearly a handicap. That person is, cannot run. What was up with her arms? Like <laughs> She doesn't. She's never run anywhere. I don't understand how you would decide that. Yes. It's arguably the worst movie run I've ever seen. Oh, definitely. Angelo, I, Angelina Jolie's got nothing on Faye Dunaway. The Costas Mandalore Heinies don't even touch this shit. Yep, not a chance, man. And that's the gold standard for the podcast is when someone is poor at running, that's the Costas Mandalore, and that she blows him out of the water. I, I laughed openly during the scene. I was like, I know I'm probably not supposed to laugh because she's trying to get back on top of her game. <laughs> but then it's like... One run isn't going to make you back on top of your acting game, for one. And then, two, you're having somebody follow you beside you in a Rolls Royce. She. And uh, you've got a towel wrapped around and and tucked into your sweatshirt so that the sweat from your head doesn't run down your body. And it was just kind of a whole thing was like her arms were just not connected to her body at all. It's like they put those in like afterwards. It was almost as if she thought that moving her arms would move her body faster rather than her legs. Right. Because, and she's punching with only her right arm when she's jogging too. So she's got, first off, a one-arm punch thing going on where she's just sort of swinging with the right. And then when it's time to get up the hill, instead of moving her legs faster, she just starts swinging her arms more vigorously. It's like, <laughs> that's the wrong idea. You're on the, the wrong limbs are moving hard uh, to get you to move up that hill. Well, and what happens if she gets tired? Why is the car there? Like, oh, fuck it. I, I just can't do this. Like, she makes it up the hill, but then I was thinking, like, I wonder if she doesn't. She can't make it up the hill, but she doesn't want to admit that she can't. So the car just kind of pulls up behind her and just kind of pushes her the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. And she moves her arms. Guess her assistant isn't allowed to go jogging with her. Yeah. Or she's just sherping like a gallon of vodka in the back seat. <laughs> Well, if only they would have had camel bags back then. That's why she was punching so much is that she was so drunk. She was fighting invisible enemies <laughs> while jogging. Speaking of enemies, she finds Christina in the master bath, play acting, pretending to be like her mother. Well, she was excited to go up there and tell Christina that she'd gotten a role. Uh huh. She was back on top. But she doesn't like it. She flips out. Don't touch my things. Goes ape shit, cuts her hair. Because she has setting gel in her hair. Okay. And she can't what come is, through what? it. It's just gel. Huh. It's just a, it's like the hardest gel possible. So once it, it's in there, no, you cannot get a brush through it. 
you have to go soak your head in a tub of hot water and shampoo the hell out of your head. And instead of just shampooing the little girl's head, she just cuts her fucking hair off. Because she's fucking nuts. Nuts. Is it like Dapper Dan? No, Dapper Dan's more oily. Dapper Dan is a pomade. Oh. Yeah. I don't know anything about hair products. I used to buy Dapper Dan. Well, I didn't because it's not a thing, but... I had some LA looks moose. Oh yeah, man! When I was in eighth grade, green stuff. And I used the wave. No, that was the gel. Oh, okay. LA looks had gel and mousse. The yeah. mousse is the spray on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Make an egg shape in the hand. That's how much you want to use. I used the LA looks. Slicked my hair back like Pat Riley. Yeah, because it was the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get every morning you wake up to an oncoming NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I thought I was headed. You're like going to school. I'm going to win another championship today with this haircut. And then you get there and it's just school. <laughs> and I just got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> Pushed down. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Pat Riley. So she goes to dinner with Uncle Bangreg and there is LB Meyer from the Metro Golden Meyer film studio and he calls her over is like ah oh, you're gonna sit and have dinner with us young lady you're the star we want you to hear be here with us these rich bikers from new york city and she doesn't fucking like it i think she's just being drunk and surly yeah she's being a real piss pot <laughs> what an asshole I, would, I bet they had a real wild night too they probably ate had two cocktails and then everybody went home yeah like ruined her whole evening what were her and, and greg gonna do Get shit-faced. Get shit-faced and yell at each other, uh-huh. which they do. Right. But I guess for the last time. Yeah. Greg's out. He's done. He's had enough. In his, in the words of the character Greg, <laughs> Get up. There's no camera in here. At least I think that's what he says. Yeah. If that's what he says, at least that's a good line in the film. Well, you know, this scene. They're being so goddamn dramatic. Not no. <laughs> not no, <laughs> not no, not no. Hey, listen, not no. Uh, in the the script, the script though, like what they're saying doesn't make sense because he's like, get out. But then he leaves. It's her house that they're it's her at. Fucking house. Yeah. So why does he tell her to get out? Because he can't do that. Maybe he doesn't. He's, he's a nut. No. <laughs> no. Listen, nut. No. This is my bed. You have to get out. Don't go. Yeah, I thought he said, "Get up." There's no camera here. Yeah. Well, he did. Say something like that, but before that, he actually tells her to get out. Is that when he's shaking her? Because I couldn't understand anything oh he was saying. God, but he was shaking, shaking her, <laughs> and I was like, "Why are you shaking her? Like, what are you even saying to her? Like, it, you could tell that he was trying to be mad, but it's just and she, the whole time she's getting shook. She just looks like a bobblehead. It she's, looks exactly like Naked Gun Two and a Half, where he shakes Priscilla <laughs> Presley, and her hair changes every time the cut the camera cuts to her. It is so over the top, dramatic. Like her arms are flaying all over the place, and he's really not shaking her that hard. Her head's jostling around. It looks fucking ridiculous. She's it, spilling her drink. Yeah, it actually looked like she was shaking, and he was just trying to hold on to her <laughs> in the scene. And then I do know what he says. He says, and and then wanders off. So she goes nutty and cuts him out of all the family photos. They've got a lot of photos of Uncle Bang Greg. I think I'm under the impression that they have been together yeah. for quite some time. You're looking at least I'm top end 10 years, bottom end five, which seems like a quite a long time for this type of woman. Cause she's uh, again, door opens both ways. <laughs> I sure the old in and out, the old in and out <laughs> hamburgers. <laughs> 
And so the In and Out Burger was born. Yeah. Why no hamburgers? Why no hamburgers? There's not any hamburgers in this movie either. So Christopher is now fucking twelve years old, but Christina is clearly the same age. This child just the scene before was like four. The next day he's twelve, and she's still the same age. He's taller than she is. Yeah, they're playing kick the pillow too. Uh. I thought that this was odd. I, I figured that she was going to get mad because they were kicking the pillow, <laughs> but she's mad because they're just being loud. Yeah, they're being children. And I thought that that was like, I, I didn't understand that because I thought it seemed like there was a certain way that things had to be done. And I thought for sure that kicking the pillow was outside of the realm of what was okay. Yeah. So she gives them a real stern talking to. And uh, Christina goes to her dollies and says, hey, you were supposed to be so loud. You hurt mommy. She's got a big job. And so what does she do? Well, she tells the dolls, you're selfish and you only care about yourself and you need to start thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly what Faye Dunno or Joan Crawford just finished telling her. Right. And so then I guess the kid goes and goes swimming or goes and takes a bath. No, Joan Crawford takes her fucking dolls. Yeah, why the kids out swimming or something? That's horrible. Then she says something like, "Well, they won't bother you anymore." Yeah, with their selfishness, huh? I no. I what she's saying is, I can take you away as well. Well, yeah, little. She's bitch. saying I'm drunk and crazy. Right, right. Oh, Where did these dolls go? This is like a mafia setting. There's probably a shed that's just full of all of the <laughs> taken away things, and none of them have any heads. And you, she's fucking crazy. You find it later, and it's too late because all of the joy is gone. <laughs> so she gets called into MGM, meets with LB, and uh, he's like, "Hey, it's good to see you. Come on in, have a drink. Let's hang out, be chums. We're friends, right? Oh, by the way, uh, you're fired." It was the weirdest firing scene I've seen. It's too friendly. Well, it's also, it is friendly and not friendly. Yeah. Like, he knows she's going to be a fine. She knows that she's going to be fine. She likes working for him. I don't know what, you know, that's, however, when she asks him to walk her to the car and he's like. He doesn't say anything. He just stares like, I no. fired you as nicely as I could. Why are you still here? It was weird. It's a very odd sequence. Well, and, you know, talk about humiliating for her, too, because he tells her. She's like, well, I'll have my maid and stuff come over and get this things out of my bungalow. And he's like, you don't have to do that. We've already cleaned out your bungalow. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, everybody on lot knows that this is the last time that you're allowed on the lot. You want to get some lunch? We're still pals, right? So if you but... want the pretzels from the pretzel cart downstairs, this is your last shot is pretty much what he's telling her. Yeah. So what does she do? She flips out. Sure. I think she starts to and then reels it back in. No, she fucking flips she out, Jackie. loses it. She goes apeshit on her flowers. Oh, I thought we were still talking about when she's in the office. No, she oh. flips out. Get used to me saying. So she flips out. Yeah, when she gets home, she's got a gala dress on. <laughs> and it's a beautiful dress. Uh, and she's got cuts all over her face from the roses that she is chopping down with... Uh, uh, they look like wire cutters to me. I'm sure that they're some kind of trimming head. they were just pruning shears. Yeah, just pruning shears. But they're huge. And she's just... Chops down the tree. Yeah. Now, this is apparently something that happened frequently, because they talked about that Christina... Chopping down trees? No, that uh, they put this as it like she was flipping out because she got fired from MGM, and that's not the case. Apparently, in real life, she would just do this, and she didn't ever have a reason. She just flip out. Like in the middle of the night, it's time to just mutilate the fuck out of the garden, 
everybody up. And it was a, it was a frequent, like once a year, once every six months or something, just like out of the blue. Yep. We're tearing all this out. Huh? And it didn't ever, that was one of the things when I was reading about how much of a crazy asshole she was. That was one of the, they worked. That's where they could work it in for the movie. But apparently that happened all the fucking time. Hmm. So it's lunchtime. Gonna have some steak. You want some steak, Christina? Why do you like it? Well, you only get one option. Bloody as hell. <laughs> it's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. It looked delicious. Yeah. It looked like it was still mooing on the plate. Yeah. And she's like, doctor says that it's good for you to eat rare. He's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All of the vitamins are in there. Just wait a second. Mm, oh yeah. And the little kid at this point is starting to test her own boundaries because now she's like, I'm not going to eat that. Uh-uh. And I already took my pills this morning. You stupid nutter. I don't need vitamins. I took them and I took my pills this morning. So she makes her sit there all fucking day. You're gonna keep, you can't leave that table until you clear that plate. So she sits there the entire day. Yeah. Not eating the steak. She is trying to defeat her mother. It's a testament of will. Yeah. Or contest of strength, mental fortitude. But she loses. Uh, sort of. She well, never eats the fucking steak. She never eats the steak. Yeah. yeah. She makes her fucking go to dinner and save it, and you're going to have it for breakfast the next day. You well, can't do that. It's gross, man. That shit's infected now. She puts it in the fridge, and then she tells her, for dinner tonight, you're going to eat that steak in your room. I'm going to get sick and die, mother. This is botulism. So when she gets back from the gala or whatever the hell she was at, she goes upstairs, and the steak's just sitting on the nightstand. There's flies in it. That, yeah. And it hasn't been eaten. I can't eat that. Are you kidding me? Retard mom. Well, comes around for breakfast again. Yeah, next day. But then she finally gives up. She's like, you can throw it away. Yeah. Well, it stinks. It smells terrible. It's two-day-old steak. I'm sure the refrigeration wasn't that great back then. Didn't have saran wrap. Oh. Maggots. Well, crap. Got maggots in the meat. Huh. You're sure they didn't have saran wrap? 1940-something? Nah. Barely had... They barely had energy, Sam. Well, this is like, they barely spoke English. I, this is all post-1950. Written language? That is a thing for future men. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, don't eat the meat. The food is poison. The food is like box office poison? Yeah. Joan Crawford. <laughs> it's Oscar night. She's fucking nominated for an Oscar. Better stay home. <laughs> what the fuck, lady? She's nuts. You go! It's, the, it's This is what you live for! She's too nervous. Bullshit. But I she's also wearing like these extravagant pajamas. silk pajamas bath with a bathrobe thing. I mean, it's a pretty fancy setup she's got on. And she goes out in public and greets people with this setup on. Well, she goes to the front door. And they're like, hey, you're the best. You're the greatest. You're the tops. They're taking photos of her, though, to put in the newspaper for the next day. Yeah, they're hoping one of her boobies flop out or something and it was just kind of i that part struck me as really odd like why are you in pajamas why are you here i don't know i mean did they was it always as big of a deal i mean it was always a big deal if you win but i don't remember them it wasn't like the like the press the event of the television event or whatever well, let me tell you let me ask you a, a question sam uh you were not a famous hollywood actor sure uh if you were nominated for an award for outstanding achievement in your field of work would you th- consider that to be a big deal well now that you're supposed to show up i guess i might think about it 
Because the, uh, the press isn't going to show up to see a guy get an award for being pretty good at printing signs. Nope. But you would think it's a big deal. Not really. No. What if it was like funniest podcaster? If I was, if it was close enough for me to drive there. <laughs> well, it, she lives in fucking Beverly Hills. Yeah. Well, the thing with all of the press being outside of her house already. Yeah, that's questionable. That makes me think that it's not quite the pageant at that point that it is now. I think you should still go. It's it's yeah. That's what I'm wondering is if you, if you can go for achievement in what you do with, for a living. Yeah. Yeah, but is this before it actually becomes a that's ceremony? What I'm saying. Is it? Can you go? Yeah. Or is this yeah, just a sure. radio you go broadcast? The, no, you can go to all of them. They they even have uh, film footage. Huh. Yeah. It, it it's like a dinner. You are you sit at tables and it's just like it is now. Bob Hope would host, tell jokes. You probably couldn't drink a gallon of vodka in your PJs there. Not in your PJs, but no. you could probably drink a gallon of vodka. Uh, yeah. So she wins. Good for her. Uh, now, the only part of the movie that I thoroughly enjoyed, the hangar sequence, because nope. it's completely insane. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. She goes into Christina's room and finds like a, a, a fancy child's dress in a wire hanger. A $300 child's dress. And flips the fuck out. Does anybody want to... Like justify her actions or rationalize them here? Why there's no wire hangers ever? What, I don't. How do I do that? What do you ha- else do you have? Well, like the ones with the padded hangers. All the other dresses were on padded hangers. What's what's the harm? Because poor people used wire hangers. Yeah. Maybe it catches on the edge. I don't think there's no way to rationalize it. It's craziness. Hmm. And it's also sometimes when you have the wire hangers, they'll leave like a line. In your clothing, if the, if it hangs there too long, yeah, they're also sometimes inserted into vaginas. <laughs> That's yuck. Yeah, it's awful. That's yeah, not good. They not said it though. Ye- keep it. It's in the vault. <laughs> keep for the rest. It. The rest of history. It's immortalized. <laughs> yeah, we'll They'll see. put that on my tombstone. <laughs> oh, yuck. That's bad. Gross. Bad man. Then my tombstone pizza. <laughs> That's what you want on your tombstone? Yeah. What would you like on your tombstone pizza? Some bad abortion jokes. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, I'm going to hell. And olives. <laughs> Such an ass. She fucking freaks out, dude. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is number 71 on AFI's top 100 memorable movie lines. Yeah. No wire hangers. And it's, I lost my shit. I was laughing my ass yeah. off. She ripped the closet apart looking for more wire hangers. And she found another one. And then she beat the shit out of the kid with it. And her acting is so... This is, I, I believe, the peak of the... You are putting way too much into this thing, yeah. baby. You are going over the top. Oh, I thought this was great. It is not believable. It is funny. It is hilarious. I thought that it was totally believable that if you're off your rocker, you're going to act like this. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, I can't, I can't believe it. My disbelief was unsuspended. Mm. See, and I totally think that if you're going to freak <laughs> out about wire hangers, you're going to act like this. The the peak of uh, not believing was where at the end she just goes cross-eyed and leaves the shot. What? Was what that? were you doing? She makes a derp face. That's believable. <laughs> okay, that part was not believable. And I even laughed at that. I'm like, why is she looking at the camera like that? It's all a joke. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, there is a girl in high school right now botching Romeo and Juliet and doing a better job than Faye Dunaway. She is awful. I think she's doing great in this movie so far. No, she is no Nicolas Cage. That man can play a crazy person. Faye Dunaway can take a bath with Hayden Christensen. Uh, oh no, sir. She can play crazy, and I think she did just fine in this movie. I think she does as good as you do as a fake British accent. So pretty fucking good then, right? Tip top eye. Oi! Oh, dirt. Burnt, dirt. So, um, ACDC's Australian. Yeah, that's a song by an Australian band, so... Oh, shit! To <laughs> do your homework. And I'm just assuming that that was ACDC because it was not distinguishable. Uh, it was uh, Uncle Bang Greg. <laughs> Uncle Bang Greg. Yeah, that's what she's doing. <laughs> Uncle Bang Greg rocks! <laughs> I love the kid here, though, Christina, because she gets beat with the hanger, then she's told to scrub the floor that the floor is dirty and gets a Braxo cleaner tossed all over her. And she, her mom leaves and then she just goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Very unchildlike. Yeah. It is exactly what everybody in the movie is thinking. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that? But the little boy... I. Okay, did anybody else think it was weird that the little boy was strapped into bed? I definitely think that they should have addressed that. Yeah, I guess it was so commonplace that they didn't. But yeah, that was one of the the doctor, mm-hmm. the same doctor that makes you eat your steak raw, mm-hmm. would uh, sell you a strap for your kid if he was sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah. Sleepwalking is real dangerous. It is very dangerous. I've only done it one time. Huh. I was really fucking shit-faced. That's just called being blackout drunk, dear. Yeah, but I was passed out you couldn't wake me up and then i woke up like outside the next day what the fuck am i doing out here it's not really sleepwalking it's not the same thing i don't think no it's not all right whatever fine so she gets put in boarding school like i your ways are wicked you're done kid no that's not why she gets put into boarding school so now we get a new boyfriend oh yeah and he's easy on the scotch kid so she makes him a scotch. He goes upstairs to see Faye Dunaway or Joan Crawford. Mm-hmm. They're making out on a some chair in her closet. Closet chair. And Christina brings a drink for Mommy Dearest. Uh-huh. And she just kind of lingers too long. Like she's watching them. And she's gotta drop the drink off. She's no, but she when she turns around to leave, she's being all leery and so a, she's, be, a, a she's being a kid. creeper. She's, she's creeping. Being, yeah, she's uh. being a creeper. And so John, Joan Crawford's like, no, that's not going to work for my lifestyle. You're going to boarding school. I I won't raise a voyeur. And meanwhile, if you're the kid, like, if it's that bad, you're like, maybe this boarding school is not going to be that's so bad. I would have been like, man, I'm fucking ready just, to go. You've been beaten with Ajax. Yeah. Let me get out of this shithouse that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of don't understand why the kid doesn't, or why she wasn't like, when, when she gets to the boarding school... <clears throat> There's just no connection of this nightmare is over. I'm finally going to be in a stable environment. Like there's no, maybe because she doesn't know any better, but that was, why is she so upset that she's being separated from her mother? Here at Chadwick, all of the children carry knives. I'm fine with that. No problem. Uh, Here at Chadwick, we've got uh, toxic waste in the basement. You'll grow a third arm. No problem. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Better than what I'm from. Are you going to wake me up in the middle of the night, though, and make me pick up rose bushes? Who does that? That's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Are you, oh, cra- are you uh, kidding me? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, 
we have a, 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 a our janitor only has one leg and he's missing his eye and he calls himself tomato man but that's the craziest thing i've ever heard of lady and i've seen crazy i'm from omaha oh, <laughs> oh but then all of a sudden she's a fucking adult she's a teenager skip the rest of her childhood that's over she's like 16 or something yeah, whatever She's doing a bad job acting. I always think it's great when they have acting, like acting inside of acting, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it always sucks. And this is some of the worst acting inside of acting that I've ever seen. Yeah. Her monologue on stage, I don't, well, yuck. 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 It was like a dead fish was doing a monologue. Fucking hair is Alex Trebek could do that drunk laying on his side better. Alex Trebek has better hair. Yeah, he isn't even an actor. He's a game show host. Yeah. He's like 90. He's drunker than you, too. I don't think he Maybe not. You don't think Alex Trebek I don't think he does. I think he's a straight lacer. I don't know if he's straight lacer. Pat Say Jack, he used to... Keep, they've since oh, cooled it Pat's, down, but yeah. apparently they used to... There was a point that they had to stop drinking on the show because it was getting too crazy. Yeah, man. You show up for Wheel of Fortune, you put your keys in a bowl. <laughs> right? Those people party. They get down. Yeah, but... Uh, Alex Trebek, no? Okay. I don't think so. I think he's got a basement filled with body parts. Perhaps. Uh, he's he's the murderer from I Know Who You Killed Last Summer. When they find it, they'll be like, what, yeah, what is going on here? He's like, those are all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That's Faye Dunaway crazy, Alex Trebek. Yes, indeed. Well, either way, she's, she's shitty at acting. She's shitty at acting. And this is where we see... It's the first, it's the reveal of the, the old, where you find out that they cast a young Bill Clinton to play <laughs> Christina. <laughs> I like acting and blowjobs. It looks, she looks like Bill Clinton. <laughs> she looks like Harpo fucking Marks. Yeah. It's uh, Diana Scarwin. She actually uh, has aged quite well. She okay. looks good now. She, she eventually became a female human. She looks like a rodeo clown in this. <laughs> Yeah, the haircuts in this movie? What the hell? <laughs> like, uh, can you? I mean, this is a movie. So <laughs> we I, have to go with the actual haircuts that you had. I mean, or just, you know what? We, it's a movie. We still have to put butts in seats. Let's make something that doesn't look fucking retarded. It's, re- it's inspired by true events. Did they really go like to a barber and be like, could I have the shrubbery? <laughs> <laughs> can i have the fake bathroom plant i would like i would like my hair to look like a bush can you do that for me <laughs> uh jones broke she's out of money she's lying you think yeah because they address it in the movie she buys all those shoes i thought she had to get married to pepsi guy first no nope. no because the daughter comes home for the weekend and she tells her uh i had to, i need help i had to let the maid go um, that's true. She doesn't. I mean, she says that, but she does not let the maid go. That's her personal assistant. That's her personal assistant. Uh, she rolls through maids like nobody's business. Ugh. So the daughter's doing all the laundry and all the maid work. And then she comes downstairs and she's like, uh, I can't afford to pay for your school anymore. So you're now you're going to work and go to school, which is kind of shitty. Like she just didn't want to pay for the kid's school anymore. Well, she just wanted her to have a, have it a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck ever? And then she's passed out upstairs later. And In an all awkward of this, position. Yeah, and all of these boxes have come. Like fur coats and mm-hmm. designer hats and shoes. And I mean, there's just a bunch of shit there. And she's like, I thought we were broke. And the, I mean, 
the the secretary's like, no, those things came today. Yeah, they're not broke. She's just being a bitch. Yeah. Christina freaks out about seeing her mother in this condition. She should have seen this before. She has seen this before. But again, I guess this is how they decided to work it into the movie. Yeah. I wonder how many times, though, that Joan Crawford was just completely non-responsive like that. I was... Nightly. Nightly, almost, I guess. Probably two o'clock, a couple times. There was... Of all of the people they asked about, the, after the book came out, there was a good 50-50 split where people really sort of like went to bat for Crawford and the other 50% were like, I think I saw all that, actually. But there was not a 50-50 split on she drank too much and she shouldn't have been allowed to have kids. Yeah. Every single one of them said that. Everybody that knew her was like, she's drunk every night and she shouldn't have been, she should not have had children. Well, back at boarding school, Christina's getting busy with chummy McChemerson. Yeah. Some dudes for the horse. Yeah, getting down in the dirt. She's going to fool around. Slick Rick tight pants. Get her maybe a little over under the sweater, over the bra type action. Actually, he was getting in there and trying to get his hands inside the panties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She gets busted. By his girlfriend. Yeah. I guess. And the marm, school marm, finds out about it, tells Joan Crawford. And then we get a sequence that's very strange because Joan Crawford pulls her out of school but she's like chastising the school marm yeah. who's also saying it was innocent. It was fine. It's not even that big of a deal, but she's out of here. Are you guys what? confused on who's playing whose role right here? Cause <laughs> your character dialogue does not make sense with what you're trying to accomplish. No, she just goes off the reservation and fires, I guess the school, I guess, but then at the same time has expelled her daughter from said school for bad behavior. Right. Because Which you can do that when isn't you're that crazy. big of a deal, according to the marm, even though it's totally against policy and the punishment for it is expulsion. No, they said that what they were going to get was re- privileges removed for a month. For a month. Like she was getting a slap on the wrist for not doing anything. Mm. And then that's when Joan Crawford goes ape shit, fucking lets everybody have it. That's not good enough. She's out of here. Yeah. You're fired. She's expelled the whole nine yards. Huh. Okay. Well, she flips out in front of a reporter. Don't fuck this up for me. I got a big interview. It's done. Sun Red Red Week. Red Book. Yeah, Red Book. Red Week. And she flips the fuck out and chokes her daughter out on the ground, which also was kind of funny. Yeah, there's a well, couple they of break th- a table on the way down and a lamp. I mean, this is a violent scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Faye Dunaway's "I'm going to kill you" face was hilarious, and then. They're both bad at rolling around. Mm-hmm. They're n- mm-hmm. neither one of them are fighters. Yeah, she like gets pulled off, and she's so fucking over dramatic about it. Oh, ah, screaming at people. It's it's like Nick Cage's. Hasbard, Yeah, I think that she nailed it once again. <laughs> I don't think you can spot bad acting, Jackie. Uh, I know how to spot a bad joke. Uh, that is when you when you're getting them from me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to write down what a bad joke is. People there are razor blades. <laughs> yeah, I'm whew, pretty sure a badger could tell that I'm telling bad jokes. All bad. jokes are bad when you're a badger. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so angry. They don't have a sense of humor. I, I know as much about wildlife as the doctors knew about vitamins in the 50s. So as rebuttal. Christina gets put in a convent, <laughs> which is like 
So you've been a really bad, like the, <laughs> your orientation is we're going to stop you from going to hell. Cause right. it's just like, Oh, you've been a sinner, but that's okay here. You won't be allowed anything. Nothing. She has no privileges. None, zero. So what do you do? Pray. And math? Yeah. That sucks. Jerk well, it. at least she grew her hair out while she was at the convent. My God. She had a halfway decent looking haircut when she left the convent. Yeah, they, they didn't have any barbers that knew the shrubs. Just sit on the toilet and look at Wikipedia all day. They don't have that. Mm, damn it. They probably didn't allow her to get a haircut the whole time. That, that would be a privilege, haircuts. Mm-hmm. Going to town to get a haircut. She wasn't allowed to leave the school. Yeah. Well, Joan Crawford's gotten married to Alfred Steele, Pepsi guy. Yep. Who yes. I think bears an uncanny resemblance to a certain Spider-Man villain named Dr. Octopus. But <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're the same guy. They might, they might be the same guy. Huh. Under that big, heavy coat is four metal arms. Well, it makes sense why he was able to build such elaborate machines with the Pepsi fortune. Hey, he's got... Six arms. Unlimited resources with the Pepsi cash. A lot of shit done. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he dies. I mean, I get that, but. <laughs> they didn't do a good job with this How one at all. How did he die? Did well, he just. Now? Did she jump on him through a table and a lamp and <laughs> choke him to death? He's in like two scenes. Yeah. yeah. How does he die? And established as like a super important part of her life. Uh, wait, he's dead now? And I think that this is all wrong. This has got to be all horse, just horse shit as far as, because they had to be married for like 10 years. I would think. I'm sure that he recouped the apartment remodeling money. Uh-huh. That's what they're acting like with this boardroom scene, just so that they can have her flip out on these assholes. Yeah. There's no way she's broke at that point. Yeah. No, she's at that point, probably super rich. Probably super rich. Yeah. Especially with that brooch that she had on in this the talisman. Yeah, it, that's all diamonds. I mean, oh the the fan. Yeah, no, she's got shit. Yeah, no, she's yeah, this is stupid. <clears throat> but then she does get to say the line, "Don't fuck with me, fellas." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a that's a fucking closer right there. Jazz hands. And then they're like, "Yep, you win." Oh wow, I guess so, lady. <sighs> yeah, didn't understand how that one turned around. I mean. Granted, there's only so much time in the scene, but they made it seem like she flipped the fuck out on the Pepsi people and was like, I'm going to rip this company down and I can do it. And uh, I don't think she can. And they cave. And I don't think she would. No. And if she owed him 100000 she would have to give it to him. And a check. They would. You're not on the board of directors. Who you do I money. make it out to? I've got that right here. Yeah. Problem solved. Ugh. So she goes and stops by Christina's hippie palace, and she gives her a fucking pearl diamond necklace that right there is probably worth a fortune. Yeah, that Alfred Steele gave her. Yeah. You got you got the money, lady. What are you talking about, ding dong? And I loved her hair in this scene. This was one of my more favorite hair, hairdos that she had. Just it was saying. giant. Yeah. It seems like she came from Naboo. Yeah, she had, like, <laughs> obviously some fake hair going on there, like a headpiece, but I liked it. Could you make my head look like a large, round piece of furniture, please? That's okay. what you do. Tombstone pizza. I'm not going <laughs> to nope. talk about the <laughs> toppings. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> not going there again. So Christina's a soap opera actress who appears to be not good at it. There's only the ceiling's so high when you're on those 
Actually, that's not true. At this time period, you could still make it out of soaps and be a decent actor. Yeah. These days, I'm not sure. I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize that soaps used to be live. It's a fun fact that they aren't live now, but they're not far. Like, you're not getting a lot of chances. Yeah, sure. They got to move fast. They got to go fast. Yeah. But if you fuck it up, you get another take. But try not to fuck it up. Yeah, there's no fucking it up until probably the 80s. And uh, her vagina explodes, and she uh, can't act anymore. So mom's got to fill in for her. <laughs> so does Joan Crawford play the same character? Yes. Yeah. That's retarded. No, so it was the whole deal where it was another publicity stunt, basically. Sure. So, uh, yeah, she's sick. So that's like it was made known that like the Joan Crawford will stand in. For and her daughter. For her daughter. To, it was like a two-way Joan Crawford gets her back scratched. People actually watch the show. I think they really fucked this up. They had a chance because there was a, I guess it only lasted like a week. And she was possibly the reason why they don't record them live anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was apparently so fucking drunk that she could barely stand up. So yeah, they, they could have done that more. They undersold this. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Oh, she's just not good. She's drunk. Can't see. Can't can't know the lines, Daffy. And then she wins a fucking lifetime achievement award. Can't be bothered to show up. I this was a weird scene to me because she spent a lot of money, obviously, on the daughter's dress, on Christine's dress for this award ceremony. Christine is packing up to go. Who knows where? I don't know where she's going. Mm-hmm. And Joan Crawford is on a mattress on the floor with what looks like medical supplies on a tray right next to her. It, like she's dying of cancer or something. It's not I didn't really get it. clearly established it was what's going on here. Also out of character, like for the clean freak that she's now just said, fuck it to everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah. TV on a coffee table. It was just weird. Yeah. It was like she was completely flat ass broke. And she was comes kind of, so like she'd succumbed to being a heroin addict or some weird yeah. shit like that. Yeah, she's junkie. Which is not the case because I know exactly how much money she had when he, when she died. Which was what? Two million dollars. She was definitely not poor. Yeah, and in nineteen seventy seven, two million dollars is a lot more than it is right now. It's like ten. Uh, it's probably more like twenty five, thirty. I don't know. Let's find out. All right. I got time. I'm not doing anything else. Just nice and hungover. Just gonna sit here and waste everybody's time. Everybody. While I try to figure out how to work my future device here. You're doing the math. I will say while you're looking that up, I just want to interject a few things here. One, I really like the jewelry in this movie. Like they went above and beyond that costume jewelry that they use. I don't know what it was, but it was super sparkly and it was beautiful. Yeah. When they really wanted to showcase that she had money and that she had jewelry, I mean that stuff was just to die for. All right, what year are we talking? Sam? 77. 77, and we got uh, $2 million. Uh, not peas. Don't put peas in the number. Autocorrect. 2 million peas. 2 million peas. That's a lot of peas. <laughs> well, it's an autocorrect because so 2 million peas is something you definitely type a lot. So if you $8 million. Ate- $8 million. Eight? All right. Oh, so we were way off. No, I said $8 million. You, you said, said 10. 10. Oh. Idiot. Uh, I'm wrong, idiot. Anyway. Back that up and Still. insert myself in the edit. I, like, no, I said eight. See, it's there in the audio. Oh, good. Eight million dollars. <laughs> there you go. Now you can cut uh, it in. Either way, she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's got money. And they don't really explain why she's in the state that she's in, why she didn't go to the award ceremony. 
I mean, she must have been pretty close to death at this point. Well, I know why she didn't go to the award ceremony. Because she doesn't go to award ceremonies. Yeah, she doesn't go places. Even though it's the, like, that's what she does. She wants fame and glory and people to celebrate her, but she can't be bothered to show up when they actually do. Yeah. What a dipshit. Was that just something that she did? I think it's just bullshit. I think it's just bad filmmaking, bad storytelling. It conflicts with her character. Can't be something that she did. She showed up. Or she didn't show up because she had the sniffles or she was sick or something. You got you can't just be like, she doesn't show up. But she's obviously made plans, though, for her daughter to go. She spent the money on the dress. She spent all this time like picking out an outfit that lends her daughter jewelry. Because yeah. I recognize the necklace that the daughter has on. Mm. I mean, her maid takes over her dress and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's just planned out, but very poorly executed about why she does not go. And right. that was one of my questions. What is that? Is, is she sick? Uh, at well, this point, I, the next time we see her, she's, she's dead. fucking dead. So yeah, but I would assume that that would be sometime later because it does seem that way. The daughter, I don't. She's I'm, been I'm, married. Yeah, she's been married by now, and uh, the Chris. You know, that's another fucked up thing. I want to say this before I forget. Chris and Christina. Mm-hmm. Christopher and Christina. This is weird. Yeah. Don't do that. A little nutty. Uh, we should mention that Christopher shows back up. As Xander Berkeley. Xander Berkeley. TV Xander Berkeley. I think he was in Beverly Hills Cop, too. Mm. Hey. Nice. One of them. So uh, they read the will, and sh- the kids are left with Bupkiss. Those two are. The other two don't. <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, man. Big goose egg. Yeah. And that's where the film ends. So I. this leads me to my next question that's probably not going to get answered, just like why was she on that bed in that room? Um. I got two. Are we on to questions yet? I do it. Okay. So my first question is, why were they written out of the will? Because they know why. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, you guys know why. Is it disclosed at any time during the movie? Because I don't understand why they were written out of the will. Because they're ungrateful little bastards. Okay. Because she's crazy. So she, in real life, she had two million, what was findable and what was allotted to the lawyer who knows how much she actually had Mm -hmm. who knows how much of it just stayed in pepsi stock god knows anything but her will was that two million dollars were divided among charities some of which were orphanages like we're not going to give you any we're going to give better orphans (laughs) the money and then the two youngest of her adopted children stolen babies were given 77 and a half thousand dollars each So the two, which is basically just slapping the two older ones in the face. Right. Because the two younger ones are like a big fucking deal. Yeah, great. You want to split it? Fuck. And then it prompts Christina to release the memoir, which sells like 40 million copies or something. So she's fucking loaded now, too. So where were the other two kids during this movie? Why, Why wasn't that addressed at all? They probably just didn't have time for it. They couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered with showing the other two kids. I don't think the other two kids got sent to boarding schools. Huh. Like, these were the practice kids, and she did a shitty job with them and the other two, which aren't that much younger. Like, it was probably only, like, five years after. There's probably a five-year gap in between Christopher and the other two. But those were the preferred children. They're twins as well, I think. Hmm. That's some sweet baby snatching business, if you can get (sighs) twins. Well, I mean, if you're stealing babies, you can... You but, do a little bit better than most people in the adoption world. Yeah, but, you know, like, honestly, to snatch up twins, that takes some coordination. I'm just saying. I mean, it's one thing to go in there and sneak out one baby, but two babies at once? Two babies who, you know, maybe that aren't even really real twins. Sam, question? 
Why do you think that after a long and illustrious career, Harpo decided to speak for this role? (laughs) (laughs) Comedy! (laughs) Who's on first? Oh, wait, that's Abbott and Costello. What's your favorite Marx joke? Texas. I got an uncle who lives in Texas. No, it's the big butt one. Oh, yeah. It's like, I can see it all now. You bending over an open fire, but wait, I can't see the fire. Yeah, that's a good joke. Or the... You're sue your sir. You're shooting your own men. Here's five dollars. Keep it under your hat. Better yet, keep it under my hat. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good. They're, They're all good. good. Those guys were funny guys. They were funny. What's your favorite flip out? You know, I think that she made the funniest face during the strangulation scene. Ah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> I think I laughed the hardest at the hanger thing, so I got to go with that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that too, Jackie. Uh. Actually, I'm going to say the garden scene was okay. probably my favorite flip out. Just the, I don't know, the commitment that I had to take to get scratched in the face by a rose bush. I mean, maybe she didn't, but whatever. I don't think, I don't think that's, so it and the cut him and they like flew up through the air at such velocity that they cut her face. Thorns are sharp. She probably was getting there with her teeth before. <laughs> I hate but, these. But this Speaking also is, is uh, one of my favorite lines is, Tina! Bring me the axe. <laughs> you know? And the kid's like, Which is, well, all right. And she goes and gets uh, it. You know? yes. Actually, no, Tina looks like, not the axe. Oh, dear God. And then she cuts down the f- apple tree or something. Yeah, like, oh. tree. Yeah, was the tree, like, did that supposed to symbol, like, was like that a gift from MGM or something? Like, I, I don't think know. it was just a tree just that was a there. Just a fucking tree. Just a fucking tree. Die, hippie. It probably was a new tree that they had just put in because well, it didn't look very thick. It had fruit on it, and fruit trees do not bear fruit for quite some time, so. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. Bring me the axe. I don't know. I just fucking awesome. Yeah. No, they're all, all, all the flip outs are fun. I, that's, that's why I do not recommend this movie, and, except for. From a film historian, if you're a film historian, you have you to have pretty seen much this movie. have you have to watch this. This yeah. requires material, but for just pure enjoyment, there is not enough of the flip outs. Overall, for me, it's just a meh film. Blech. It's not. It's not the worst film of the decade. I'm not even sure if it was the worst film of that year. No, it, Heaven's Gate is is deplorable. Yeah, so it's just meh. I'm gonna give it a four out of ten in in, in any situation. Ha, huh. just meh. Whatever. I regard it the same way. I feel that you should see it if you really are doing into like the history of film. You got to watch this one, but it's just 45 minutes too long for me. I agree. Uh, Fuck you guys. That movie rocked and I'm going to give it a total do. I I liked it. I thought that it was you guys are just so up, up against this overacting, but I just feel like that was who Joan Crawford was. She won. Four awards for worst actor by people who do it for a living. I thought it was hilarious, but at the same time, there wasn't enough of it. I liked it. You I'm going to give it a total deal. You and Faye, I'm not even sure Faye Dunaway thinks she did a good job. She thought she was going to win the Oscar. Oh, then it's you and her. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else thinks she stinks. I I would give her a stolen baby. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch, but uh, it's not believable. In my no. I really like it. I, I didn't. I'm going to stand by this movie wholeheartedly. I give it a total deal. I didn't hate the movie. I just thought it was a little too long. Yeah, I just thought it was meh. Meh, whatever. Mm, well, screw you guys. It is my pick next, and it's time to hit a big one. Xander Berkeley in this one? Xander Berkeley! No. Oh. Some of the worst acting we will ever watch is, though, Troll 2! 
Guess we'll just have to tighten our belts one loop. Because you don't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it! So come back and check us out when we do Troll 2. In the meantime, get to the chopper. Uh, No, sir. No. Bring me the axe! Get to the chopper! (laughs) Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper. While you're there, make my bush look like my normal hair. <laughs> She's yeah, I, it's yeah, a bad yeah. joke. It's a bad joke. Man, you're just nailing it today. Even if you got a coat hanger while you're down there, yeah, huh? you know, oh, got some things you can do. Pay extra. There's <laughs> <laughs> an extra five in it for you. Hit that with some hot wax. <laughs> like, not enough. <laughs>